Hello there, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me, and it is a joy for me to spend this hour with you. I am your writing coach. I help people write their books, their blogs, their brands, and I would love to help you stay on the beam. Do you know what that means? My coach, Alan Cohen, used to say this line, stay on the beam, girl, stay on the beam. And I thought, wow, how did he know I used to be in gymnastics? Has really nothing to do with a balance beam and gymnastics. But we're going to get into today's show and talk to you about what does it mean to be on the beam? What do you do when you find you're off the beam? How might your brain best work at getting you back on the beam? Because we don't all have the same brain types, and we don't all have the same writing styles. But if you can do a little self-examination, you can quickly, hopefully, take yourself from just slipping a bit from the beam and get right back to where you need to go. Now, if you've been slipping for a long time, you're going to probably need a coach. And I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend slipping for a long time, but I would recommend getting a coach at any part of the process. You know, what a coach does is reflects back to you what you don't really know is right around the corner, or you don't really know how you ended up just a tad bit off the beam. Or you don't really know what you should be expecting and why things aren't going the way you have been expecting them to go. A good coach has been through your obstacles and hindrances more than once, more than a hundred times, more than a thousand times, and that coach made the decision to stick with it. And they probably had their own coach as well. But at some point, if you want to be really successful at something, you're going to have to find how you can stay balanced and connected and secure and how you can incorporate some help so that whenever you have your questions, you get the help you need right there and right then. Now, I brought my friend Don Berman to co-host the show with me today. We're going to bring him on in just a minute. He's practicing some uh, drum lessons at the moment, but he'll be joining us very, very soon here. You might remember him from our June 22nd show when we were talking about improvisation, something he is a master at. And I honestly think that when you bring a little improv into understanding how your brain works, how to stay balanced, things like this, then the tasks that you want to get done not only happen with a whole lot more ease, but they might even happen a lot faster than you had imagined. So we'll be talking about that today. We're also going to tap into little aspects of your left brain and your right brain. Now, we all have that. We all have, you do, if you're able to listen to this show, you do have an active left brain and an active right brain. 
Now, your left brain is going to orchestrate all those ways of bringing structure to systems, and it's going to want systems, whereas your right brain, on the other hand, is a little more free, a little more creative, a little more expansive. A lot of people have dominance in one hemisphere or the other. In other words, they lead their projects by either being more left brain structured or right brain free and expansive. Some might even say scattered. I had that said to me once and I didn't really like it, but I like the idea of creative, expansive. But yeah, sometimes the downside of the right brain is a bit scattering. There's also the downside of being structured, which can lead to being obsessive. So we're going to talk all about how the brain needs to be known by you in order to get yourself back on the beam. We're also going to talk just a little bit about the three ways in which people tend to access their wisdom. And this is based on the wisdom of the Enneagram. The Enneagram, if you have not heard of it before, categorizes nine general personalities that make up basically all of the possible personalities that a person could have. So you are one of nine, and you have a few others that sort of play in the background and support your one dominant personality. The Enneagram would also inform you that there's three ways in which you usually depend on new information. One way is by really thinking things through, really thinking it out. Another way is by taking it to your body and really feeling through how does it feel feel to go with this idea? Do I get kind of sick to my stomach? Do I get a headache? If so, maybe I want to pause here. And the final one is gut or what we would call instinct. Sounds a little bit like feeling, but it's more the quick response of, oh, I love this idea. I'm doing it. Or, oh, there's no way. You'll never catch me in that. More of the instinctual I know, you know, yeah, I hope, you know, I know. (laughs) It's that instinctual feeling of I've either got this or I'm going to run real fast from this. So all of that is going to help guide our conversation today. We're going to be taking a break in about 10 minutes here, but you're going to have a few opportunities to either write in and offer a question, or if you'd like, you could call Don and I here today. We are at 1-888-298-5569. That's 1-888-298-5569. Eric is here with us doing his amazing work as always. He will take your call and he will get us connected so you can come on the air, tell us your first name, and let me know your question, and I'm more than happy to coach you through it. 
If you would prefer to write in, did you hear about my little email catastrophe? Yeah. Five days of no email and then all the things email's connected to. That hurt, but we're back and running. So if you would like to write in today, I'm just making sure my email is, uh, yeah. So we have a, we have messages that have come in within that last half hour. So write to me, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. And I'd be more than happy to take your questions. If you saw our little broadcast on Facebook, I'll also slip in about half past the hour and see if there are any comments there. So lots of ways to get help today. Tell me, what is it you're writing? Are you working on a book? You got a a blog in front of you? You thinking about up-leveling your brand? What is it that you are working on? And if you're not working on it, how come? I know it's moving around in your mind. We are here to help you today. And if you would like help beyond today, you can, of course, go to CoachDebbie.com. Take a look around. Send me a note by clicking on Connect and tell me what is it you've been thinking about writing and how come it's not happening yet. I won't tell anyone you wrote to me. I won't tell anyone what you said. We'll just figure out what's next for you. All right? That's how Don and I met. He sent me this awesome note about being a drumming student. He went to Oberlin College. He's from Oberlin, Ohio. His father, a professor from Oberlin, a very, very accomplished violaist. I don't know the right word. Violaist, a violist. He'll help me with this. Very accomplished. And passed on to Don the love for being musical. I also think that there's a certain genetic component that goes along with that. And I know, based on my study of the brain, that you have to have a lot of interest and a lot of tenacity to stick with it. And Don has all of that. He understands what it's like to be brand new at something, specifically the drums I'm speaking of, how to be brand new how to stay in the daily focus of it, how to work on boring exercises and embrace them so that you can be accomplished and even go on and be someone who can improvise. All that and more coming to you. Let's welcome Don to the show today. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, Coach Debbie, it's great to be back. Very excited to be back here on the air again. It's so much fun. Thank great you. Great to be here with you. You know, it wasn't just uh, Alan Cohen that used to say to me on the beam. One day you said, out of the blue, you said, Coach, you're on the beam. And I thought, wow, so Don knows I did gymnastics too. That's so funny. And it turns out that that's not really what on the beam means. And you explained to me how on the beam has to do with aircraft, navigation, boats, that kind of thing. Could you could you just talk to us a little bit about what that means? 
Well, I think we were discussing a little bit this earlier today. In my uh, framework, a beam is like a road or some kind of a direction or path that you are following that is leading you to a destination that you want to reach. Mm-hmm. And uh, could be health, could be an accomplishment of business, artistry, uh, relationships. There maybe there's different kinds of beams, but it's a path that's going somewhere. It's not just like, oh yeah, I feel good today. I'm I'm in, in good shape. It's like no, I'm rolling for it. I'm on the freeway. I'm going to speed limit. I'm heading someplace. I'm heading somewhere, and uh, I look at it that way. Like <clears throat> we stopped on the way to the studio today. And we said, okay, we got to get to the studio next time. What's the easiest way to get here? Well, we've both been in Bellevue before, but we asked for a little help from the navigator. And we were literally on the beam. The satellite said, turn here, stay on here for a half mile. And the next thing we know, we got here quicker than we would have if we'd used our own uh, navigations. So we got a little help, and that helps you keep on the beam. That does help. And I, I like the term very much because in, in my mind, any sort of beam is reminding us of balance. It's reminding us, like you said, of path. We feel very left to our own devices, alone, if there isn't some sort of beam, path, way to follow. But what I also like is that most paths have some depth to them. So if you are not able to walk a perfectly straight line, you veer a tish to the left, a tish to the right, a little bit here, a little bit there, you're still on your path. You're going to have to take a new thought and really start to bend hard to get off of that path. And a coach isn't going to allow you to do this. They're going to say, ah, 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 no, that's too many steps to the left. You're going to fall off that beam. You're not going to be able to land this project the way you had hoped. So I like the term very much. And I know with writing, there's all kinds of ways we can fall off the beam, all kinds. For me, tell me if this has ever happened to you, Don. What's that? For me, one of the ways I will fall off the beam is if I don't do my writing for a certain number of days in a row or a certain number of times throughout the week. So, for example, I have a threshold of about three days that I could possibly be away from my writing. If it's more than that, if I think I can go a week without it, it's very hard to find my way back to the path I abandoned. For you, and you being someone who studies music, you being someone who writes, have you ever noticed you have a certain threshold where you just can't go beyond? It's just too far. You can't make your way back to the beam. Well, it has to do with what I mentioned to you a little earlier today also. I look at it as uh, not just a single factor, but a composite or a, a holistic uh, factor with numerous components. For example, what if 
we're trying to uh, put together a production, and we go the next three nights on two hours sleep. Well, we're off the beam because the health aspect of our moving forward is a little out of whack. That gets you off the beam. Or if we just didn't meet and talk about the work for three days, that would be off the beam. Or if personal difficulties we're having with other people that are unresolved, that are baggage of emotional nature we're carrying around, there's a million things that can get in the way. So to stay on the beam, you actually have to have your eye, I think, and your behavior on numerous different components. Mm. Mm. I like that very, very much. I was going to say one thing. Uh, There was a famous musician, and I'm going to get the days wrong, but you'll get the gist of it. Somebody said, well, do you practice every day? And the musician said, yeah. And they said, well, what, what happens if you miss a day? Uh-huh. They said, well, if I miss a day, I know it. <laughs> they said, well, what happens if you miss three days? He goes, the audience knows it. Yeah. They said, what happens if you miss two weeks? He goes, the New York Times knows it. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. The further off the beam you get, uh, the rockier the trail gets. Uh-huh. Or maybe, the, maybe you're hiking and you go, where is the trail? We can't even see the trail. Was there a or, trail? Yeah. I have faint memories of the Maybe trail. Maybe we took a wrong turn. Well said. Well said. So I think, my friends, we have provided some context for you here. We need to take our first break. But when we come back, we will dive into your questions. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Come back to Story U Talk Radio. I am delighted that you are here today, live, listening in. If you ever need to go back and listen to one of the shows, we are available on your favorite podcast platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, you name it. I bet you you can find me there. There's also Audible. I subscribe to Audible, and uh, it's for free on Audible. And a lot of things on Audible are not. So check it out. Enjoy it. Eric does a great job of getting the show on there by Fridays of every week. So you should be up to date. You can always write in and send a question about the show. You can write to me by using the email address, debbie at coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. You can also find me on social 
media. You know, as I think about people that are on the beam, people that are needing help staying on the beam, one thing I've noticed is that the person who is writing their second book often starts out thinking, everything I learned from writing book one, I'll just apply to book two, and it'll go easy peasy, and early, early in, they realize, you know, this isn't the same. This is like expecting my second child to be an exact replication of my first. It's not the same. So you might need a little bit of help. Recently, after teaching a course with Alan Cohen, where he created all of the content for spiritual writers who were coming into their mastery of language, recently I noticed that there were a lot of people that would like some coaching on their second and third books, and they're wanting things in a little bit different way. So for a long time, I've been stating that I work with people on their books, but I do want to emphasize, I will work with you on your first, your second, your third book, whatever level you are at. But specifically, those tend to be the levels I work with. If you are interested in writing a spiritually-based book, nonfiction development book, or a memoir, I have a program coming up that begins in September and goes all the way to June. And I was thinking of having it be only by invitation, but I would like for a small time to open up the window, especially if you are on your first, second, or third book, And you know you would like just a little more than a class. You'd like some one-on-one coaching. You'd like a regimented schedule. You'd like to even think about the idea that your book could be out in the world one year from now. I encourage you to get in touch with me and ask me about that program. If you decide that you would like to do the six-month, nine-month, or one-year of one-on-one coaching, then the entire membership for the community aspect uh, will be a bonus. Otherwise, the community membership is $1,500. And I would love to meet you, help you, and, of course, help you get your book out there in the world. Now, when Don and I were talking before the break, He was explaining to you what it looks like to be on the beam. And I was thinking a little bit about this concept of hindrances. Don turned me on to a, uh, I I guess I would call him a monk. Is that right? Yeah, he's the head Shaolin monk. Shaolin. At a Buddhist monastery in Germany of all places. It's like Eastern Asia comes to Germany and he's got a, a big temple there and uh, the real deal and he's the head monk and he does a lot of talking on YouTube and he reaches out to Western people and people who don't understand Buddhism he kind of bridges the gap and helps teach some of those ideas to help people further in their own journeys Amazing Wonderful. Guy. very wise man his name is Master Yi that's what he goes by on his uh, YouTube handle yeah Yi Y-I Easy Master to spell. Yi, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not as it sounds. Um, Master Yi, and 
One of the things I love is he talks about hindrances. Now, when I work with clients, often their hindrance is that they're either trying to utilize the left side of the brain when it's their right side that is natural to them, or they're trying to utilize the right side of the brain when the left side is natural to them. So what do I mean by that? Some people that are more left-sided, very structured, are trying to tap into their very creative side with no structure in place. I don't recommend it. That's going completely against your own natural style. On the other hand, there are people that tend to be very expansive, creative, free, a little scattered, silly, and that's more of the right side of the brain, and they're thinking, oh, now I'm going to write a book. So I need to think about what comes first, what comes second. Oh, I can't seem to get my brain to work. Well, it's because you've abandoned your creative nature. So when I work with people, I try to converse with them long enough to figure out how they do things and how their brain naturally assists them. So when Don and I first met, I noticed after several conversations, not only does he have a little more dominance on the right side of the brain, he's willing to be creative, he's willing to be expansive, he is definitely very free-flowing. I understood that in order to help him as a coach... I was going to need to begin with processes over there and help him then bridge over to some structures that would work for his brain. That's just being a good aligned coach. You look at what somebody's doing, you figure out where they're coming from, and you offer a method based on what's natural to them. But... No matter what you're up to, you're going to run into a hindrance here and there when you're doing something that really, really matters to you. If writing a book really, really matters to you, there's going to be a hindrance, even when you lay out the best plan, the best path, the strongest beam possible. Even if you're completely on the beam, you can't control the fact that you might end up in a thunderstorm. You really can't. Even if you're on the beam, you can't control the fact that someone in your life might need you at an inopportune time. These things happen, these hindrances. So Don being someone who not only is proficient in writing and drumming, but he knows a little something about the martial arts. He follows Master Yi. I came to him and asked him, what is this talk of hindrances? Can you help me understand it a little more? And he shared with me some ideas. Let me turn it over to him. Okay, well, this was sent to me actually by my good friend, Kenny Mandel, who's into... uh uh, Taoism and some of the uh, various Chinese martial arts and so forth. And we share an interest in some of those things. And so he sent it to me. And here's this guy 
talking about a beam, which is you want to get to the top of that mountain you see here. And you're on a path that you want to follow on the beam to get there. And uh, I like to use the word stuck, too. Sometimes you go, I'm doing everything you told me. I was driving on this road, but you know what? It was a rainy night, and I veered off, and I'm stuck in the ditch. I'm on the right road. I got gas in the car, but what can I do? I'm stuck. And then you need some help to get unstuck. Uh, The hindrances are various ways you might get stuck, or your journey might stop on the way to the mountain. My favorite one, he said, was, what if you're on this path, and it's leading you straight towards the mountain, and the path leads you to a wide river. And the path continues on the other side of the river. And he says, he says, so you come to the river, <laughs> and you see the path on the other side, but you don't you like, don't like to, to swim. swim. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you better get some swimming lessons <laughs> from a coach. Or get a boat, he says, if you don't, he goes, you will stop. <laughs> and your journey has stopped. You're stuck, man. Or he had one about if you come along to a beautiful restaurant on the path with all your favorite drink and food, and it's so wondrous and sensuously delightful in that restaurant that you go in there and you go, I don't want to leave here. I like it here. I want to stay here. <laughs> you will stop. <laughs> Or if you're too lazy, if you have lethargy, if you have too much fear, there was all kind. There was three or four that were very popular, but they had to do with being stuck. And I think that's another thing that led me to uh, meeting you. I had this idea, and I said, "Well, here's what I'm thinking about. Blah blah. I'm at a step here. I'm stuck. How do I get past it?" And and the really most fascinating thing to me about our first one or two talks together, I thought you were just listening to me to hear if my story was any good and worth telling. But you're sitting there and you're watching me and you're listening, and I didn't know that I was being examined like in five <laughs> different ways. Sorry. And then after about the second one, you said, Don, let me tell you a little something about how I noticed your brain works. I said, I came here to talk about books. <laughs> What's my brain have to do with this? But you said different people tell their stories different ways. So if I was coaching you and somebody else with similar stories, but you have different brains, I would custom tailor something to each of you because you have different solutions. I was stymied in jazz studies at a certain point because I started out with a lot of left brain things. This exercise, this speed, these stickings, this much time into it. This will develop this, that will develop that. These things come in handy. And then I would watch certain advanced jazz things going on and looked at what I was doing. I go, something's missing here. And I don't understand how to do what they're doing. I want to get to that level. I don't know the road to that level from here. And the problem was all I had was left-brained tools and solutions to what was a right-brain problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, that can leave someone really stuck. my toolbox didn't have the right tools to get unstuck and to that next level. And the beauty of finding the right coach, you can't always go with any single coach or team, but when you find the right one and they go, what's up? Play a little for me. They go, 
what are you trying to learn? I said, here I am. See that over there? How do I get to the next level? Mm -hmm. And they go, well, seeing how you play and what I perceive to be your strengths and weaknesses and the way your musical mind works or brain as a writing coach would say, here's a path we're going to put you on. Yeah. Because they have the wisdom to get you there. Yeah. And if you follow, if you have the capability to be teachable and follow instructions and you're not careful, you just might get back on the beam and find, hey, I'm back on the beam. I'm back on the road to Rio. Or remember those movies, the Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, the road to this, yeah. the road that. Well, the beam is like, well, I want to be on this road. Yes. You know, or a guy, a teacher once I had, he was talking about kind of something he liked. He says, that's the ride I want to be on. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yes, exactly. And did you hear where Don's talked about being teachable? Because there's not just one beam, one path in the world. There's the one that's right for you. Somebody that's walked down the journey much longer than you is going to be able to help you find the one that's right for you. Right. Something that I didn't know uh, on particular journeys of my own is that you could branch out beyond the left brain or the right brain. You could branch out beyond the structured or the free. You could branch out beyond what we were speaking of recently. You know, are you more of a thinker or a feeler? Do you go by instinct? That those are just two-dimensional or three-dimensional frameworks to help you get started. But once you're down in the bones of it all, you might find out that there's now five different courses to choose from. There's five paths that could take you there. Now what's the right one? Or you might find yourself in a particular topic and there's eight common ways people deal with it. Now what do I do? So these little hindrances, these little obstacles, these little swimming paths that get us so wet when we don't want to get in the water, they are to be dealt with by yourself and the one guiding you. Because what I learned from listening to Don talk about aircraft and the beam is that sometimes even an experienced pilot is so up in the air and in a storm that he couldn't see coming that he has to rely on the flight team, or what are those towers called? Oh, uh, flight uh, flight control towers yeah, or something? Control, yeah, control guys. And they have to rely on the airplane's instruments yeah. and the guidance they're getting because they, they can land in a fog and say we had to land on instruments because we couldn't see the runway. Exactly. We're the best pilots. We're like, how are we going to land the plane where we can't even see where we're going? Physical. Yes. Yes. Fortunately, the FAAs, they say, listen to me. (laughs) And they keep those headphones on and those guys get them onto the runway. Yeah. That's a miracle. It scared me when I first heard it. I said, you mean they can't see where we're going? No. (laughs) Yeah, I had a pilot, shout out to Rob. I had a pilot tell me recently, well, we were talking about his book, How All That Works. And I, I... I'm someone very comfortable in the air, and that changed me for a day or two, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so listen, my friends, we've got a couple questions running in, and we have more to share with you about staying on the beam, understanding that you're probably going to need mentorship to have a keen sense 
of what path is going to work for you. Stay tuned. We're going to take one more little break right here, and then we'll start answering those questions. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Coach Debbie's Story You Talk radio show. I am delighted that you are here with me today. And my co-host, Don Berman, is in the house today with me. We're talking about this idea of being on the beam. Being on the beam with your writing, whether that's your book, your blog, your brand, your article, your speech, whatever it is you are writing. We talked a little bit about the people that tend to be left brain dominant. They really like the structure or more of the right brain dominant people. They really like a little more freedom, creativity, expansion. We also talked just a teeny bit about the fact that some people like to think things through. Some people like to really follow their gut or their instinct Some people really, really are connected to how does this feel to me? So I want to offer you just some quick down and dirty tips. If you are in the process right now and you haven't yet contacted me and asked about services, this is one way that you can go from feeling like there's no path to you can start on one. And then, of course, drop me a line. Let me know how it goes. Let's say out of those three, the thinker, the feeler, the instinctor, let's say you're a thinker. You like to think things through. You like structure. You like organization. Doesn't mean you're always structured or organized, but you like it. There's a certain safety you feel when structure is in place when there's some organization going on. This is how you help yourself calm down when you feel like you're off the beam. You work with the, what I like to call the group of threes. So you look at your book and you say, if this book could be divided into three sections, what would I call those three? For each section, you say, if this first section had three chapters, what would they be? Then you go into one chapter and you say, if this chapter had three components to it, like a checklist, an exercise, a story, what three components would I put in it? 
When you do something like that that honors your learning style, you find you're back on the beam. You find you have some semblance of a path in front of you. Now, it might be that you can't see that far down the path, and that might be when you go to your computer, you go to coachdebbie.com, you pull up that form when you click on connect, you put in your name and your email and you say, Coach Debbie, I do like structure. I tried this out and I can't see very far down the path. And this is what I'm writing about. You send that off and we get to have a conversation. Your first conversation is completely free and we can do it for 15 minutes or an hour. It just depends on what you need. But that might get you back on the beam if you're someone who likes structure, you like to think things through. Now, maybe you're someone that really works on the gut level. The gut level means that you can quickly know, yep, that's for me, or nope, I'm not doing it. You're that person. Think of the Navy SEAL. Think of the Marine. Think of the cop. Think of the people that have to know what to do and now. And it's got to be the best choice they could make. Think of those people. In any way, are you like them? If so, your gut is going to answer well for you. It really will. You and your gut are connected if you have a mind like that. So I might say to you something like, okay, you want to write a book and you want to do a self-development book to support your brand, do you see yourself going on a U.S. tour and promoting it? You're going to go, yep, or you're going to go, no. And you're probably not going to say much more than that. That A question like that is going to help you get into your gut because you instantly have a feeling of, This is my life. She's saying, I'm going to go on a tour for a year. I want that. Or this is my life. She's saying, I'm going to go on a tour. No way. That's not me. Your gut, your gut gives you the answer. It doesn't pause. It doesn't think it through. It doesn't go home and ask mom. It goes, yes. It goes, no. And it means it. And you, you are the better person by honoring your gut. Because if you don't, you know what follows, guilt, all right? You get the choice. If you're a gut-level person, honor it. Otherwise, hang out with some guilt, and you can write to me, and I'll help you out of that. Now, you might be someone that's a feeler, and you're like, well, I don't know. I I don't know if this feels like the right season to write the book. It's summer. It doesn't really feel like book writing season. If you're a feeler, feel into that. See if that's right for you. But put some questions in place to help you make movement. If summer doesn't feel right, can you conjure the feeling of fall? How does that feel? Fall. Fall feels cozy. Writing and being cozy, that kind of goes together. I could see that. That's how a feeler is going to answer it. Then you test it a little further. Okay, fall sounds good. How about winter? 
Oh, winter. Winter can go on and on. A feeler might say, you know, winter is holidays, but I don't tend to really be that involved in holidays. I could see getting started in the autumn, writing on through the winter. I can feel into that. That feels good to me. And then you ask them, and now spring is here, and the the flowers are coming up, and it's time to book your airline tickets and start to be social again. How does that feel? They might go, yeah, I... I don't, I don't see myself there. Nah, that doesn't that doesn't feel like me. The feeler is one to pause. The feeler leans into how something feels, right? Little different than the gut, where it's a yes or no, it's quick. And a lot different than the thinker who wants it structured, organized, patterned. You need to find out which of these three is dominant in you. It's not usually that you are one of the three and you have no aspect of the other parts. It's that you're dominant in one of them. The more you can give yourself a chance to think about that and identify it, the easier it will be to get yourself back on a beam and also know when it's time to enlist a coach and have superior help in staying on the beam and meeting your outcome goals. Let's talk to Emma. Emma writes in today and says, I'm feeling pretty good about the progress happening with my book. I'm at a point where I know I will finish, and this is an improvement because I didn't know this for some time. But I am feeling nervous about what comes next. I haven't done any editing Being creative about a good title, well, that hasn't happened yet. Don't even have my book title. I really need help with order at this point. Order. Order's a great word. So let's just have some fun with Don. When you hear the word order, Don, do you think of somebody who is hanging out in the right-hand side of their brain, feeling free and creative? Or do you think of the person on the left side of the brain needing structure? That's funny, because when you said order, the first thing I think of is disorder. Ah. And if something's disordered and, and I go, oh, man, how can I get this organized? Then I do need the left brain because I got a big mess here and I want to get... I want to get it filed. I want to get it put in chapter order. Where do you put this? Where does that go? Put things in their place. Sometimes you have to do that if you've gone too far off the beam and everything's disordered. You got all these great pieces of the quilt, but they're not sewn together. Beautiful fabric, great cutting of the pieces, but how are you going to put them together? Really, really insightful here. When... When we were listening to Emma, she was telling us that she now knows she will finish. But she listed off a bunch of things. I haven't even done the book title. I haven't done any editing thus far. I'm wondering what I need to do to bring about some order. And you're absolutely right. It's time for her to enlist editor some help from the editor. Yeah. Right? That's editing the is left stuff side in our, yeah. of the brain. That's right. Editing allows you to get 
into more structure. And in a funny way, Emma, this is going to bring you some ease. You've given yourself all this creative license to write and to go for it. You're now confident that it will get done. But you're also aware that you haven't yet exercised the left side of your brain that's now craving a little order, a little structure. So take some time for that. That's you honoring that you need to stay on the beam, that you can't just let your dominant right side of the brain lead the entire show. It's a great place to start, but you are absolutely right. You need to now bring some order to the design. I think of it too like if you're in the midst of the game or in the midst of the book or in the midst of recording the piece, you're all caught up in that. And in a way, you're producing what's going to be enough to complete the project, but you can't see the forest for the trees. The producer or the director or the coach who's on the sidelines watching through a a more objective, clear eye, because they're not caught up in the moment-to-moment of the process, they can go, here's what you got down there. This is strong. That's strong. We got to tie this to this. And they help. It's like they're not complete without each other. It kind of completes. It it gives you the yingo and the yango. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. You need both. You need both. That's exactly right. And that's how partnership works. The brain is so well partnered. The right side has its tasks. The left side has its tasks. When you can bring that knowledge then to a coach or a trainer, you are going to have superior help staying on a path that is just right for you. Now, one way that I know to help out myself, since I am someone who gets coached, is I make sure that there's at least two, if not three areas of my life that I'm getting coached on at any one time. There was a time when I had a writing coach as my dominant coach. Right now in my life, and I think this really relates to what we've been talking today, I have a health and fitness and strength trainer coach, and things are going so well. Now that I have him, things were going badly when I was trying to do it on my own. And I like to think that I know a thing or two about movement and about nutrition. But when I brought in Ryan Bond, things changed. I just want to share his info with you because you might be thinking, yeah, at some point I'm going to write a book. I'm going to get going on that blog. I'm going to do the brand but I want to do what's more instinctual to me right now. And maybe that is to take care of your health and wellness. Ryan Bond has started Bond Strength. This is going to leap from the social media platforms very, very soon. Ryan has helped me believe that I will be in full recovery on the other side of my injury You've heard me talk about it, that I will be strong again, that I will be fit. I believe in the longer journey and the slow journey, and he is helping me make sure that I am completely restored to good health. If you'd like to have a conversation with him, 
you can write to bond strength 2023 at gmail.com. All right. So that's Ryan Bond. He's a strength trainer. He's amazing. He's changing my life. He's at bond strength 2023 at gmail.com. And I would love it if you are thinking it's time for my book. It's time for me to elevate my brand. It's time for me to just do a 12 week, six month, one year blog. It feels time, but you're not finding your own course. Or maybe you've tried it and you don't know how to stay on the beam. I'd love to hear from you. My website is coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. When you go there, all you need to do is click on connect. Don did it two years ago. It helped us have our first conversation, helped me learn about his book, helped him get in the process of it, helped him design several vision boards for other things in his life, and I can do the same for you. Becky Gibbler's out there. You've been following us. Her second book's about to come out. Diana has just redone her, her cookbook into a second edition. Things happen when you take charge and you decide it's time for you to stay on that beam. I'd love to help you out. Come to me at CoachDebbie.com. Know that I bring you a new topic every week on Thursdays. So until next week, my friends, namaste.